This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You guys, we made it. To what? Another week. It's Friday. Pew, pew. It's the Colleen and Bradley show. On My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hey, how's it going over there? Oh, you know, just hanging out, doing the thing. And it's a Friday, for goodness sake. And there was great news today uh, on the vaccine front in uh, the great state of Minnesota. Oh, yeah. So that's quite exciting. Uh, starting on, I believe, Tuesday, right? This next Tuesday? Yep, anyone 16 and older 16 can get the vaccine. Plus. So get out there, get that shot in your arm. Let's find the exit door to this pandemic, y'all. All right. That's not why we brought everybody together no, today. I was like, we have where, a, did, where, where are we going with that one? I just was excited. It was like great news for it a Friday. It is good news. It's very good news. But that's not what we came to talk about. Uh, we came to talk about the sad Much news. Much more serious topic. Incredibly serious. Uh, buckle in. Very important. This was life-changing news um, that occurred on Wednesday night. Chrissy Teigen left Twitter. Dun, dun, dun. Now, why are we waiting two days to talk about it? Well, we started talking about it yesterday, and then we ran out of time. And so here we are. We've decided to re-up the conversation. So to get everybody up to speed, Wednesday night, people sitting on their own couches in their own places, uh, scrolling through the Twitter, And there was a tweet that popped up from Chrissy Teigen. And uh, Bradley, do you want to read the the series of tweets that people were treated to on Wednesday evening? Well, all I have is a statement. So I don't know um, what actually appeared on Twitter. It uh, was was several tweets. It was like four tweets and it was that statement. Uh, She said, it's true. The platform no longer serves me as positively as it does negatively. So with that, I bid you adieu. But I want to say that this is absolutely not Twitter's fault. Wait, is this the one? No, that's not it, but I, this I'm is, here for this. This was on her Insta. Oh, that's interesting. Well, let's talk about what she said on her Instagram about leaving Twitter. Okay, hold on. Let me just, because I think I'm the one that posted this originally. So here, hey. I'll just bring everybody hey. up to speed on what the problem was. We were talking about her leaving Twitter, and we went back to refer to her Twitter uh, tweet and it was that hard tweeted her goodbye, but she was gone. She was gone. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Yeah. That's what she said. Oh, okay. For over 10 years, you guys have been my world. I honestly owe so much to the world we've created here. I truly consider so many of you my actual friends. But. B.S. Sorry. It's time. Oh. I'm sorry. I just. Wow. I hear what she's trying to say, but. Okay, go on. But it's time for me to say goodbye. This no longer serves me as positively as it serves me negatively. And I think that's the right time to call something. My life goal is to make people happy. 
the pain I feel when I don't is too much for me. I've always been portrayed as the strong clapback girl, but I'm just not. My desire to be liked and fear of bleeping people off has made me somebody you didn't sign up for and a different human than I started out here as. Live well, tweeters. I encourage you to know and never forget that your words matter. No matter what you see, this is all very, now that I read it uh, like days later, it seems very dramatic what Mm -hmm. that person portrays or your intention. For years, I have taken so many small two-follower count punches that at this point, I'm honestly deeply bruised. I've made many mistakes throughout the years in front of hundreds of thousands and been held accountable for them. I've learned an incredible amount here. God, I have said bleeped up bleep and bleeped myself over it more than you Wait, and killed myself over it as much as you killed me. But one thing I haven't learned is how to block out the negativity. I'm just a sensitive bleep, okay? I don't want to be this way. I just am. But I love you guys, and I cherish our time together. I truly do. I also hate you. All right. Wow. Okay, I don't think we read the whole thing I don't think we did either, because I only saw... Maybe the first one, two, three, four. Well, we must have got distracted, and then time was not uh, yeah. time was our enemy. So, so that's her statement. And you know, we had started yesterday saying like we actually did. We get to that point yesterday in saying like I think we all can understand her thoughts on social media and her experience because for many of us, we have had that experience in. Uh, a microcosm or in a, in miniature yeah um for years because we've all been on social media or a lot of us have been mm-hmm. just not to the degree we we cannot understand what it's like to be the target of a cult for example right um which she has been and she has been the target of uh, a level of racism and sexism that I can't identify with but um in terms of seeing how social media is handled i think many of us can relate to or it seem it sounds familiar and we can understand where she's coming from on Ab- the one hand absolutely and you know listen i honor anybody who is uh aware of the best ways to protect themselves in life and creates boundaries around that i honor that i i do um i i just i struggle with the announcing it that's yeah. the piece yeah you mentioned that, I, that yesterday so tell me more well I, it just feels like like I said and the way that I put it yesterday it was like say I'm leaving a party and I go everybody come together I would like to tell you about why I'm leaving this party and then like to do the slow rollout of your explanation of why you've decided to leave the this party. party has not served me well right for the last few minutes it's like I understand like I I understand that that she will be missed and people will recognize when she goes. Um and then I think there's an opportunity for a conversation after that, right? Like maybe with Oprah. I don't know, she seems to be getting around right now. But but having an interview or having a conversation with her, "Hey, you left Twitter. That's weird. Like you totally like created tweet Twitter. Why did you leave Twitter?" And then be able to have the conversation. It's the announcing it. It's very Alec Baldwin-y, I guess. Yeah, it is. Um, and I think that it's hard for, like, I don't think she would have this self-awareness. Like, I think she's got her own self-awareness. You know, like, she seems like a very well-adjusted human being, right? And right. I think that's what has drawn a lot of people towards her because she seems to have that sort of, like, 
off the cuff, you know, shoot from the hip, but kind of comfortable with herself, but also like vulnerable. Like she's showing all the right things to people right. and did on social media, which um, that but but here's what I always think. Who you are on social media is not who you are. Oh, it's just a sliver so, of you. Yeah, it's it's one part of you. And it's it's a very uh, curated is an overused word, but intentionally I'm using that word now because I think that's what it is. You you really control what type of presence you appear as when you show up on social media. Mm-hmm. It is not a direct reflection on who you actually are as a person as much as you think you are well-adjusted and not mired by the egocentrism of a lot of people. And so what I mean by that is I just think, I just think that it's not, what do I think? What does that mean? It means that I don't, I tend to think something must have happened Mm -hmm. that she decided it was best for her to move on. And it probably has more to do with like her goals as a businesswoman, right? Right, or her goals as a, um, you know, the the just as a celebrity, and the goals of being in a relationship with someone who's a celebrity. Like, I think all of those things are probably far more important than the philosophy of Twitter, right? Right, but like when you're on Twitter, you want to give people the ph- philosophical story, right? Right. Does that make sense? No. Yeah, it absolutely makes sense. And actually, I think you're you're onto something, which is that people like you said in the beginning, uh, it is a sliver of the person who you are. People have multiple reasons for making choices that they make to involve themselves or disentangle themselves with any number of things. Right. Yeah. She is giving us a statement on one part of that yeah but there very well probably are multiple reasons why i think it's interesting to me kind of one of the more more interesting things that i would love to engage in a conversation with chrissy teigen about i do not have that uh, ability is what might you have done differently in Mm -hmm. your own engagement in twitter and i'm not trying to say that she you know did this to herself but she was a very active voice on twitter Oh, for certain, yeah. And there were times she stepped in the dog's business. There were yeah. times she kept talking when maybe she shouldn't have. I would be curious to know, like, what have you learned from this experience? Yeah. And also, and also, is there a happy medium between I'm here and I'm gone? Right? Like, at what point is the onus on you? Also, I, that's what I don't understand about leaving. Yeah. At what point is the onus on you to to figure out how you're... Like, how to actually manage your own relationship with the social media. I just think, like, you don't have to open your mouth. And by that, I mean, you don't have to tweet unless you choose to. There is. And I feel like oftentimes, as somebody who's been on social media for a thousand years, it feels like in terms of like, I've been on Twitter for a thousand years. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, obviously on a micro level as compared to Chrissy Teigen. But um, in those thousand years, um. I've learned the lesson that like there is no expectation of your voice being heard, meaning nobody cares. Like even if you're Chrissy Teigen, the same is true. Mm-hmm. You are not obligated to talk. And just because people get used to hearing you talk on social media, right? That sometimes creates this idea that you need to respond because 
your audience out there wants to hear from you. And I'm sure she feels that pressure as a real thing. Yeah. And then thinks, like, if she just divorces herself totally, she won't have to worry about that energy anymore, providing energy to that space. Mm -hmm. But I really just think the better thing for someone like her, because she has been such a trailblazer and not trailblazer, but pioneer, like extreme user and experiencer of Twitter. Yeah. Like better that she could have created a more moderate, like, like, I'm not going to talk all the time you guys right like and i think I'm, that's the interesting thing about that's boundary the question setting. i would have for her yeah like there, boundary setting is a real thing and boundary setting within the ecosystem that you're currently existing in is a, is an exercise a worthy exercise well mostly because it benefits other people and i right. think it can change the atmosphere like just saying twitter is horrible get off it okay sure but it's but still it also- gonna be there and and there is a um, how do I say this like a judgmental or shamey aspect to saying that to the room full of Twitter users, yeah. which who all have their own relationship with Twitter. Yeah. Right. Again, and I also sort of think that there is, and I understand this, right? Like we all, there are certain person. I don't want to say we all. There are certain personality types who want to be present at their own funeral. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And that's sort of what that moment was. Yeah. It was like, again, shouting into the party, I will stay for 10 more minutes so you can all talk about the fact that I'm leaving the party because you want to hear yeah. that feedback of like, you're going to be missed, which yeah. is what she got. And by the way, can still go back and read, right? Like anytime she doesn't have to. That's the other thing. She doesn't have to be well, and she'll be on, on Twitter, Twitter. FYI, I'm sure she'll she have like be. a like a an account or somebody will and i yeah. you know i wouldn't be surprised if she came back because again i just think social media is a fact of life better that if you have the power and the audience to help craft and change that and i'm not saying that's her job because she really may have honestly just been like i have no obligation to this thing that yeah. doesn't make me any uh, doesn't make me money any longer i mean it's i think at one point it probably benefited her in terms of opportunities right um, but now she's finding opportunities in different places and she right. doesn't need that, which is totally within the realm of possibility. And I'm grateful and I wish her all the best. Um, I, I would really enjoy a conversation with her with whether it's Oprah or Ellen or some, I'm probably not Ellen cause it wouldn't get that serious, I but about, I would, I, want, I, I, want that one. I would have, um, fun listening to her talk through all that stuff that we have questions about right i'd be curious about that as well when we come back on the colleen and bradley show elizabeth reese is going to bring us all the dirt straight from hollywood hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. 
What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. But with a dirt alert on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. The incomparable Elizabeth Reese has arrived and she's brought all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. You are too kind. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy, Happy Friday. Friday. Nice to be with you. And also with you. Thank you very also much. with you. Ooh, in song. <laughs> that was very pleasant. Scarlett Johansson has an interesting perspective. She says her political views should not affect her career. And she uh, d- uh, did an interview with The Gentlewoman. She's in their spring and summer 2021 issue, which apparently is a magazine. And she said, I don't think actors have obligations to have a public role in society. Uh, She said, you didn't choose to be a politician. You're an actor. Um, Your job is to reflect our experience to ourselves. Your job is to be a mirror for an audience, to be able to have an empathetic experience through art. That is what your job is. She said, whatever my political views are, all that stuff, I feel most successful when people can sit in a theater or at home and disappear into a story or a performance and see pieces of themselves or are able to connect with themselves through this experience of watching this performance or story or interaction between actors or whatever it is. Wow. I just, I don't know. That's like sure in a perfect world, but like that's not, that's not how Hollywood works. I mean, maybe if you're like a Broadway actor or like a serious theatrical actor or such a character actor that you don't really have like a public life and a public persona. Right. Yeah. But it's very difficult to be an A-list superstar and not have a public life. I She's an interesting gal. Yeah, she is. <laughs> she is. <laughs> she's an interesting gal and she has been in Hollywood for a very long time. And so there, she is very, she doesn't know anything different, mm-hmm. I guess is what I'm saying. Um, and there is a, a little bit of the ability to create your own reality when you've only existed in the Hollywood bubble. Yeah. Uh, and that's all I'm going to say about that. I do think, though, there's something about that idea of like she's I think she's making an effort to separate herself from what she does, that what she does is not who she is. Yeah. And she would like other people to be able to separate that, too, so that they can watch her in a film and and not be distracted by who she is as a person i am gonna well no yeah i know i'm gonna actually go ahead and try to read between the lines a little bit on that um and i and this isn't fair because this might not be what she's talking about but there has been a considerable um i turned toward woody allen lately because Mm -hmm. of the hbo max series and she is somebody who is known to have she's defended with him and has defended him Mm -hmm. and I, there's a little piece of me that wonders if that is that that isn't present in that statement. She's sort of telling that story in order to yeah. manage the guilt that she feels about Perhaps. what she said and 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 maybe the like a lot or of people feel about choices. Woody Allen. People just mm-hmm. feel bad and mixed up and yeah. bad. Yeah, I don't know about the whole thing. Um, okay, Jessica Simpson says uh, that she has not thought about alcohol during the pandemic, that uh, she's been sober since November of 2017, and she didn't even consider touching alcohol while under quarantine. You know, the paperback of her book is out, so she's doing lots of interviews and promotion. And um, she said that alcohol was a, an easy thing for her to give up. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is the case for everyone, but Jessica Simpson says it was holding on to how I romanticized the pain I liked to hold on to. 
Interesting. So she had to let go of like what that struggle and trauma turned her into. And then once she was able to do that, letting go of the alcohol was easy because that was just numbing the pain. I think that is wonderful for her. I don't know if that is her experience for sure. That is just her Mm -hmm. experience. But she said that, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, my gosh. I mean, people said this to me when I was pregnant. How are you not drinking during this? This is like the worst time to not be yeah. drinking. Oh, like during the pandemic? pandemic? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. will say when you get sober, you realize how fixated other people are on their own alcohol use and whether it's disordered or not, like they just feel obligated to share that. Yeah. Because I had that experience and I'm like, wow, I just was sharing my decision to not. And it, it it's it is interesting. And I think a lot of it is cultural because there is such a cultural um piece of alcohol use it's not just oh yeah like mommy wine time is like a whole thing it's a whole thing that stresses me out beyond belief oh my gosh we've had a lot of talks about that yeah like you need wine to survive motherhood you don't by the way you don't Mm -hmm. yeah and and if if you're starting to feel that way then to me that's like a little ding 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 i gotta reassess my relationship with alcohol right james denton our minnesota guy says he was never comfortable with the hunk role like the hunk persona when he was on desperate housewives well he played it well but i understand not being comfortable with that (laughs) but he did it well he is more than his abdominals it's true but (laughs) they are nice as well (laughs) that's true it's all true thanks guys elizabeth reese thank you so much for that dirt alert have a great weekend and uh when we come back we're going to solve some pop culture mysteries in the form of blind items after this on my talk 1071 I am busy, and She's you will see some, why in just a moment. Oh, sentimental crap. Uh, <laughs> anywho, uh, we've got some celebrity pop culture mysteries to solve. We do that in the form of blind items, which Holly's brought for us in this segment we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Ooh, hot. Celebrity gossip mysteries to solve. Colleen and Bradley, here's our first Friday mystery. With paparazzi essentially stalking the A-list actress and director, one thing that's been very noticeable is that the former boy bander is never around. Ah, you don't say. Um, That would be, uh, the former boy bander would be Harry Styles. And the lady person would be Olivia Wilde. And that would be Wilde and Styles, but not really Wilde and or Styles. We have talked about Wilde and Styles lately. Because they're not, Mm. not together. So let me fill in the blank with paparazzi essentially stalking Olivia Wilde in London. One thing that has been very noticeable is that Harry Styles is never around. Hmm. Yeah, because he's too busy doing other things. Like what? And by things, you mean people? Or just like tic-tac-toe or paint by number. Tic-tac-toe. I mean, if you got That's like a dumb game, by the way. Tic-tac-toe because you can't win. Can I tell you? No, you can win if you're the until first. the other person figures out how to play it also. Well, I mean, but that's what I mean. Like, if you and I sat down, whoever starts first. Right. Wins. Or no. No, nobody can win. No. What ends win. up here? Here's what happens. When you play with kids. You can win because they're win. dumb. <laughs> because. I don't mean they dumb. haven't figured they out haven't a stra- figured their out strategy the yet. Right. <laughs> but then you get to the point where, like, you play with somebody who knows well yeah but the what's game. the sense in playing a game that you can't play no i agree with it's dumb you know it's dumb not paying attention it's dumb it's like checkers i i love checkers but ultimately 
it's just not very fun because I love it. It's just it's just not fun. fun. It doesn't because it's just like oh, you're just trying to get across the board. Yeah. Well, and people can see what you're doing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to play blind uh, checkers, not... like where you can't see what you're doing? Like you put like a blanket over the. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that that would <laughs> increase the experience in any way. But I don't think it would. I would like to play Yahtzee. Mm. I do enjoy a good game of Yahtzee. Yeah, we played Yahtzee last weekend. I thought of you. Ooh. That's not why we came here. Let's solve another mystery. Yeah, let's do it. Sorry, here. Another celebrity gossip mystery to solve. Not as exciting as Yahtzee, but better than checkers. The only sticking point. To the dropping of the lawsuit by the former A-plus-list mostly movie actor against his ex is how big the check is going to have to be. At this point, there's no possible way that he can win the lawsuit. Mm. The sooner he gets out of it, the smaller the check he will write. Bennett Johnny Depp. And that's his American lawsuit. Yes, Bradley, that he is. he already lost okay, his British yes. lawsuit. Explain that, what that all means. All right, well, I'll fill in the blank and then we'll explain. Yes. So the only sticking point... To the dropping of the lawsuit by Johnny Depp against Amber Heard is how big the check is going to have to be. Because at this point, there's no possible way that Johnny Depp can win his lawsuit. The sooner he gets out of it, the smaller the check that Johnny Depp will have to write. Interesting. So this is that defamation lawsuit that Johnny Depp filed against Amber Heard for her op-ed that she wrote in the Washington Post a couple of years uh, ago. Yes, yes. The one where she alluded to their relationship, but she never actually named Johnny Depp by name, but he was like, well, it's so yeah, obvious. you can't do that. And he did yeah. it in the UK because, well, the laws are a lot more in favor of people who feel like they've been aggrieved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So here in the United States... He still didn't win. Yeah. Interesting. Which means if he doesn't win there, sorry, I'm putting words in your mouth, Allie, that he won't win here. Those are good words. Mm-hmm. Well done. Mm-hmm. Next. Next. Oh, here's another celebrity gossip mystery, Colleen and Bradley. You're so good at solving these. Oh, these, those have thank been, you. Those You're have so been complimentary. Fun. There have been no change. There has been no change to the official release date for the biopic of a former royal. That could very well change considering how bad the acting is in it. It is more worthy of a made-for-television kind of acting. Mm, Is that a William? Oh, yeah, Diana with what's-her-name? Kristen Stewart. That's not a compliment there that just happened. No, it's not. (laughs) So let me fill in the blank. So there's been no change to the official release date for the biopic of Princess Diana that's called Spencer. That could very well change considering how bad the acting is in it. Kristen Stewart is playing Princess Diana. And T-Lawyer says it's more worthy of a made-for-television kind of thing. So, you know, giving it the old college try. I hate to say that I feel like there's some truth to that. Like, I, I've i been struggling to imagine Kristen Stewart playing Princess mm. Diana. I'm just saying. I don't know. I haven't, we haven't, I haven't seen any acting out of her in years. I know. So. Neither have I. Oh, she does, well. I'm sorry, I hadn't seen the pictures, and now I'm looking at the pictures. Looks like Kristen Stewart with a wig. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Kristen Sell it. Stewart in a wig. I mean, it does. She just looks like Kristen Stewart wearing a Diana feathered hair wig. Yeah. Whatever. All right, cool. Well, it's supposed to come out this fall, but perhaps anticipate that the release date is going to be pushed to maybe next year. 
when nobody's paying attention. Mm -hmm. All right. So conspicuously, here's our next celebrity gossip mystery. Conspicuously absent from a recent celebrity documentary is the offspring of a permanent A-plus list producer and showrunner. It's because no one liked or trusted the offspring then or now. Celebrity documentary. Well, that makes me think of Demi Lovato or Britney Spears or Woody Allen or Taylor Swift. Oh, my God. Recent celebrity documentary. Yes. Offspring of a permanent A-plus list producer slash showrunner. Yes. The Bee Gees. Would that be like a Tory Spelling Oh, how did you get Tori Spelling? Well, I was thinking who's the A-plus list producer showrunner. So so that she's the one that is missing, conspicuously absent from a recent celebrity documentary. Yes. I'm Now I'm trying to figure out what the recent celebrity documentary is. Uh, I will say that Tori Spelling's co-star is interviewed in this celebrity documentary from 90210. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that would be a co-star named Brian Austin Green. Oh, is it um, is it uh, Soleil Moonfry? Oh, the nineties okay. kid or whatever it's called. What's that thing called? Kid ninety. Kid ninety. Yeah. Ooh. Okay, but I, now I want to know more of that story. So conspicuously absent from a recent celebrity documentary is Tori Spelling, and it's because no one liked mm. or trusted Tori Spelling back oh, well, in the that day. Seems about right. Or now. Interesting. Yeah, I. She doesn't seem very trustworthy. Bernie Hanna. Oh. Well, and you'll remember there was drama with her and who's the other gal that when they tried to bring back well, the show. Shannon Doherty. No, not Shannon Doherty. Um, her bestie. Oh, Jenny Garth? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there was drama between those two and somebody else from the set. Like they were sort of mean girlsing uh people. Well, I I mean, pro- yes, probably I don't remember that specifically, but but it does seem like there was always tension and drama between specifically the women in that yeah, but show. Remember who were the those gals that were like guest stars or like played minor roles? I yes. feel like we just heard about one. Yes. Who played a minor role and was like those two were Jessica mean girls. Alba. Is it Jessica yes. Alba? Yes, it was there Jessica it Alba. Thank you. We've we've arrived. She basically was like they were Rudy Tuesdays and then didn't they come out and basically say, like, we don't even remember that she existed, that she's a human person mm-hmm. with a life? Yeah, because Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling, or at least Jenny Garth, does a 90210 podcast, and they do it together, and they're like, oh. well, we, ba- we don't even remember. Okay, I'm going to say something. Um, I'm going to say something. Okay, great. If you are at the age that they are, which is, you know, they're contemporaries of ours. And you are still milking the dried up teeth of your <laughs> teenage TV show. I'm sad. I'm well, just. It is. Yeah. I'm just it's sad. not a good look. That's all. No one said that they weren't sad. I know that's true. I mean, I just oof. No, no thanks. Okay, next. Uh, next. Next. Please. One more. Can we do one more? Got a quickie celebrity gossip mystery for you guys to solve. This retired late night talk show host is cheating on his wife. David Letterman. Letterman. Oh, we got that so fast that the intro didn't even run out. What is there to say? I mean, that's all there is to say. That's all there is to say. David Letterman. I mean, it it could also be Jay Leno. 
But all signs pointing to yeah, David Letterman. The two. I mean, he has a history. Yeah. Ooh. There's precedent. Mm-hmm. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, we got to talk about Megan. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And Harry again, because another royal is speaking out and they've got opinions. Mm-hmm. We'll share they them. better be careful about their opinions. Oh, after this on my talk 1071. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, my talk 1071. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. And uh we've got some Megan and Harry news. Specifically, some royals uh are sharing an opinion about the two of them. Specifically yeah. one royal. Yes, one royal, not directly uh connected to the House of Windsor, but um probably through uh several uh birth relationships. Prince Albert of Monaco has opinions about Mary and Hagen's Prince Oprah interview. Mm. Otherwise known as Harry and Meghan's Oprah interview. Um, <laughs> Prince Harry and Meghan's Oprah interview. Uh, Holly, get your fingers on some blind item uh, oh, music. I didn't know which button we were going Even though for. I don't have any blind items. but <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> or just have access to your brain because I kind of feel like uh, it's going to go places. Great. So here's the story. <laughs> <laughs> Prince Albert is criticizing Meghan and Harry's Oprah interview. By saying they should have kept their criticism in the family. I got a button. Yeah. So does anyone, before I give you the details, does anyone have a problem with that headline? Well, yeah, because they tried to bring it to the family and it didn't. Also, he's criticizing the royal family. For going public, publicly. Yes. He's publicly so he's publicly criticizing, criticizing them their pub- for publicly, publicly criticizing thing. the royal family. Mm-hmm. You see how that works? Um, Prince Albert of Monaco said on Thursday in an interview with the BBC that he found their uh, display, quote, uh, or he said, quote, that uh, their public display, rather, of dissatisfaction was inappropriate, given the form within which it was delivered. It did bother me a little bit, he said, of their televised sit-down with Oprah. Quote, I can understand where they're coming from in a certain way, but I think it wasn't a, the appropriate forum to be able to have these kinds of discussions. These types of conversations should be held in the intimate quarters of the family. It did bother me. Oh, oh, okay. Well. okay. well, okay, so they asked him, so he's entitled to have his sure. own opinion. But again, if 
if your criticism of them is that they should have kept it within the family, Maybe might I suggest you had sent an email the to those two to let them know of your displeasure oh my versus gosh. going on the BBC. Now, the other reason I say that is because, um, speaking of dirty laundry, have we not talked about Prince Monaco's shenanigans, Holly, in the blind items? Uh, yes. I think that Prince Albert may or may not have a secret child with somebody that is not who he's married to, among other things. I feel like we talked about him this summer. Let's just go Prince. Yeah, let's look that up. While you're looking that up, what I was reminded about when I read this, I was like, oh, this is interesting because I I feel like it was within the last year anyway, because uh, because I kept thinking about Rebel Wilson. Remember when Rebel Wilson went over with her... uh, boyfriend um to Mm -hmm. that charity event for prince monaco like in the midst of a pandemic it was really weird and we're like what's all going on i feel like shortly thereafter we read a blind item or two here's a blind item from august is saying and i'm just going to fill in the blanks for everyone that prince albert a contact tracked tracing divorce because contact tracing due to covid Prince Albert, it led to the discovery of an affair. Yes, yes, and yes. And another yes. hidden child. Oh. Yes. So, so it was like they there was a COVID scare, and in doing the contact tracing, they were like, wait a minute, you cheated on your wife because you were, you, like, the implication was that he was caught somewhere he shouldn't have been. Yes. And it was with a young girl, and the young girl was like his secret daughter. Yes. Yes, exactly. That is the blind item. And COVID is what busted them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So again, I just feel like um, maybe, maybe you should focus on what's going in uh, in your own royal house than casting aspersions on the royal houses of others. Um, can I ask some questions? Because I don't understand how this all works. What do you mean? I don't understand... How, like how he's related to Harry and Harry. Well, the only I don't know without looking at the the family tree, but my assumption is that he is in some way connected to the way that all royals are in the modern era generally connected through Queen Victoria. Like there is probably a family connection between his parents and Queen Victoria, because okay. Queen Victoria had several children who went on to populate the different monarchies throughout the rest of Europe, including but not limited to Russia, um, Germany, etc. Okay. Ollie, do you have some insights? I'm, there's too many people to look at it's right hard, now. But okay. it, it's hard. But, but they generally have connections. So I would imagine in some way they're related, but I don't know of a direct But they maybe don't connection. spend Christmas together. Yeah. But yeah. Like that kind of situation. But there are direct connections between uh, Victoria and, uh, well, Prince Philip, because I think that there might be a kiss and cousin situation going on there mm-hmm. between the Queen and Prince Albert. Norway, Spain, Sweden, Denmark, Belgium. Okay. It, the list goes on. Yeah, Queen Victoria, man, like it's she. She had. She, she was busy. I mean, the Kaiser, the yep. z- z- the last Tsar of Russia, yep. like they were all related. So it would not surprise me if Prince. Uh, but even you know, even if there's not a direct right. family relationship, like you're a royal. Royals get to. S- <laughs> 
maybe smack talk other royals. Maybe, you know, practice what you preach. Interesting. I just like I feel like there are skeletons in all their closets, and if I were they, I might just say. Yeah, that's a matter of well. What I would say is, as Prince of Monaco, not connected in any way to the Royal House of Windsor for the United Kingdom and keep your eyes on Monaco, their area. Maybe focus on your own royal home. Yes, before you you keep your own royal living room clean. Don't worry about theirs. Exactly. Interesting. Well, I learned a little bit about the royal family. I learned a little bit about. Prince Albert's wandering, you know, um, you know, that was a very special episode. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, we want to talk about food. We want to talk about food because we're not going to get to eat food today. More on that later. Um, but we do have a question for you. And that question is, what has been your favorite takeout order of the last year. We've been doing a lot of takeout. We've been doing a lot of delivery. We've been putting a lot of things in our mouth. And we want to invite you to talk about it. 651-641-1071. What has been your favorite takeout order of the last year? We will take your calls at 651-641-1071 after this on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. When you need auto parts, O'ReillyAuto.com is just a few clicks away. We offer convenient options for you to get your parts quickly. Order online and pick up for free at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. We'll even bring it out curbside. Or you can have your parts delivered right to your door with free shipping on most orders over $35. Visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Science proves quality sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts to help keep you both effortlessly comfortable. And it's temperature balancing, so you stay cool. So you're at your best for yourself and those you care about most. Life-changing sleep, only from Sleep Number. It's our ultimate Sleep Number event. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed plus special financing, only for a limited time. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details.